passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on your roll, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com. You can follow us on uh, our socials at the Bray D, and I am at Davy Portman. We are the Up Next guys. That yeah. means we're the NXT guys. We're the edgy guys. We're the guys that don't give a shit about gun control, <laughs> but we do care about oh, evolution. Oh yes. So everything must evolve, and that's what I learned here tonight. Yeah. Because we chose to not watch AEW. We don't care about gun control. We don't care about gun control in the BD. one bit. Not at all. Here in the Braden David estate, uh, we watch NXT every week and we review it. And you can listen to us review it every Thursday. Download us, subscribe, and review us. Um, but this show is not a WWE show, but it kind of was because they aired it on the WWE Network. Yeah. After the fact that AEW already had a show I, announced. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I think, was this, this date was already. Yes. Like confirmed, it was, it was right? A, it was a ting. Was so a ting. I don't know. I think uh, Mr. Omega got a little bit upset yes. about this, right? But also, one's in Philadelphia, one's in Florida, right? Like wrestling can it's, be. It's everywhere. not like you're. I don't think fans were traveling for Evolve. I don't think fans were traveling for this for AEW. And you know what? I've been recording stuff since I was six because there used to be a thing called VHS that you could record things on. Yes. Like, you can watch more than one thing. Sure. So Picture, picture. You can watch both. You can do that as well. What so, do you think people did? We're, we're young. We're in the millennials. What did people do in the Monday Night Wars? Because like you VHS. would watch... No, but you'd watch two different TVs at the same time with two different channels. Yeah. So people you do. can do that. You yeah. can do that. Uh, or you can just watch one and then instantly watch the other because both are on streaming. I mean, that's services. what I'm, I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to finish this. To be honest, I probably won't watch AEW till Monday. Whoa. Uh, because I have work in the morning right. and uh, the, the G1's more important for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm going to, I obviously watch this show. I'm yes. going to watch uh, G1 Night 1. Right. I might try and wake up a bit early and watch a bit of, uh, sorry, 
night two later. I might try and watch some of night three. Sure, okay. Uh, and AEW can wait. Yeah, I mean, this one I wasn't super... I couldn't even tell you, like, the card offhand, top to bottom. The same with the Evolve show. I mean, hey, we, I, we just watched a show with a lot of names we don't even know. So, yeah. I feel like we chose the show no one watched tonight. I did find it funny, though. Um, like, that, did you see Meltzer's tweet earlier? About what? Defending About so, AEW. Well, someone was like, hey, why are uh, Sean Spears and MJF on the same team? Yeah. Like, that's dumb. And he's like, hey, these guys know what they're doing. Trust their booking. They've had two shows. <laughs> and their last show started with, like, librarians and... Oh, you don't like the librarian? No. Oh, man, you didn't like the... Uh, anyway. The librarian is lit. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to war. I'm trying to, like, rile people up. This is the Evolve show. This is us. Yes, yeah, so Evolve is basically uh, NXT. Triple H turned Evolve into his NXT. He robbed all the people... And that's what NXT well, has I, been, I essentially. Feel, PWG, Evolve, all that, in NXT. I felt watching the show, this was kind of what NXT might have been. Sure. And I don't mean that in a negative at all. Right. I mean, this is the uh, this is really the developmental now. Yeah. This is what OVW, FCW, maybe This was. is the real Evolve, and... It's literally called Evolve because you're gonna you go there and then you will evolve to yeah. NXT. Um, As we we've seen literally in the video packages, they showed so many people that have come through this thing. Sure. Um, so I mean, I, I'm assuming a lot of people tuned in for AEW, but we tuned in because we talk about NXT every week, and the main event of this card is the NXT Championship on the line. So we have to, to watch it. We have it. to talk about That's it. That's what we do. I just want to. I'm gonna quickly go to the YouTube channel. We've got a guy called Eric in the room who didn't watch Evolve, didn't watch AEW, oh. but he's tuning in just for us. Wow. So, That's like, wild. thank you. Like, you, Why? we know who the real winners tonight were. <laughs> it's that guy. Right here in the BBE. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, I mean, I guess we should just go into this thing. I've, like, we're doing this in my room, and literally before this pay per view started, uh, we had a crazy rainstorm here in Toronto, and my room started leaking. Yeah. Literally, I had to, like, get a vacuum in here and a mop and, like, had to move furniture around. But it it, it all got cleaned up around 7.30. Yeah, we, we love the BDE, but we're here. <laughs> we're almost up to our first year anniversary here. Yeah, it's true. And we're, we're noticing slight slight flaws in the place. Right, yeah. like, like it leaks. Yeah. And it falls apart. <laughs> and we can't get out of some of the doors. But we got, we got our, our uh, smoke detector back, though, we, so we, we're okay. At least we won't die now when I burn things <laughs> in the middle of the night. Right. So, um, yeah. Uh, I didn't die today, but it was a little... There was a crazy rainstorm, and there was, like, not flooding, but I stopped the problem before it happened. So you're, I actually saved your Kyrie cutout from oh, water. Thank God for that. It was the, it, the Kyrie was in the back room, the scrump room, if you will, and uh, the water was leaking as well, and I had to save her. Oh, <laughs> I, it, I ran back. Kyrie. It, was, it was like a movie. I'm like, wait, the back room. Kyrie, <laughs> and I ran for her. She shrunk a little. Yeah, if well, you can see on the video. Yeah, I mean that's because her her legs are drying. So like it's okay. So it's okay. Um, so that's been my day. So my day was cleaning up my room and reorganizing it after the fact, mm. and then watching some evolve. So um, now normally on this show, I'm the guy who who does the the play by play. I'm the commentator. I'm the lead. Yeah, the lead guy. But you want to take lead for evolve. Yeah. Are you I still like, sure about this? 
Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, uh, we've we've switched about every now and then, like right, I did the, the, the movie, and runs, I was yeah. like, you know what, I'd I'd quite like to leave tonight. Sure, um, we can definitely do that. So, well, let's, this let's go into the show. Yeah, definitely. Evolve one thirty one. I'm stealing your thunder already. Yeah, from Philadelphia. It's, it's the tenth anniversary. Oh, jinx. Yeah. Yeah. You owe me a grower cider, which I'm drinking. It's yeah. quite Cheers. delicious. Cheers. Uh, grapefruit pomelo. Yeah. That's what I'm drinking right now. Um, so the show starts with a video package and we go through all these, uh, WWE guys. We know we have, uh, and they, I'm pretty sure they call him Claudio Castinolo, Castinoli. Right. Um, I can't pronounce Cesaro. It. I butchered the name right then. Uh, but Cesaro. We have Brian Danielson, better known as Daniel Bryan. We have Ricochet. We have Drew Galloway, a.k.a. Drew McIntyre. And they're all talking about their roots. Their roots started in Evolve. Um, we see Tony Nice, um, and they're all saying about how they started in this promotion. Daniel Bryan goes on to say that he actually gave the name Evolve. Right, which is crazy. Uh, I didn't know that. To uh, Gabe Sapolsky, mm-hmm. um, if you've read his book, he actually goes quite in detail about how uh, Evolve was basically him and Gabe to start with. Okay, um, they came up with this, and he came up with the 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 name Evolve yeah. because that's it's the evolution of wrestlers. It's it's where people go to to evolve. make themselves evolve like the next and level. move on to the next like Pokemon uh, level. Yeah. Um, Lenny Leonard introduces Evolve 131, the 10th anniversary. Uh, first of all, the, the visuals of the show. Yes. It looked very different from From a WWE WWE Network show. It's on the WWE Network, but it's an indie show. Yes. And they didn't turn it into a WWE indie show. How did you feel about that? Uh, it has its charm. Indie wrestling has its charm. Yeah. When you go to the divey little, like, I don't know, like high school gym or wherever you go, anyone who was a wrestling fan has been to indie shows knows what I mean. And it's just like this grimy, like it's like a dive bar of wrestling. Yeah. And there's something about that. Like there's something to that, I, I, I guess. And watching this with this quality, like, it still had the, the WWE maybe cameras kind. Of, I don't know. I really don't. I don't know. think it even did. Yeah, like um, it it looked it looked like an indie show that I was watching, but it had WWE NXT guys involved in it. So uh, I I found it cool though. It's different. It was refreshing. You know what? Different. I I really like this. It yeah. made me feel very hopeful about the future and what WWE Network can actually turn into. Sure, there have been these rumblings since since. Near enough, the network started about what tape libraries are the network going to get, uh, what promotions are they going to start streaming. Yeah. This is the first of its kind. We've known they've had a deal with ICW, with uh, Progress, I believe with WXW as well. Yeah. Um, and this is the first time we've seen an event. We've seen the, the footage. Like, they'll, they'll show uh, a Finn Balor documentary and you'll see a, a clip Clips of him on Progress or, or one of these shows and they'll credit them. This is the first time we've seen an indie promotion have a full show on the network. And I think a lot of people were expecting a um, maybe some WWE production yeah. behind it. I, I almost thought we might see something like similar to their house show setup. Sure. Um, yeah. But well, this smaller. is what it looked like. Yeah. A house show kind of, but real but indie. Le- real less, indie. Like, there wasn't even replays on this show. Yeah. It if was, you saw, if you missed a crazy spot, you missed it. When was the last time on a WWE show and NXT show, you actually saw a cameraman? 
Sure, yeah. Unless someone's getting thrown into it. Un- unless someone's grabbing a camera to do yeah. a spot, which I I haven't seen for years. Sure. You you don't see cameramen. You saw cameramen all around the ring. Um, the, I mean, it looked good. It looked good for an indie show. Right. But you know what? I, I really liked it because it was like, okay, WWE aren't... WWE fying. That's a hard word to say. No, but yeah, they're not making everything their Yeah. They're not rubbing their their stuff all over it. Yeah. Um also Lenny Leonard called the whole show by himself. Yeah, shout out Lenny Leonard here. This guy calling the show by himself, the whole thing. That's that's hard work. Like didn't Joey Styles used to do that? Maybe once or twice. Yeah. But like that's crazy. But again, it's they could have put a they could have put a Nigel McGuinness, a Vic Joseph, right. uh, someone in there again to WWE ify it. Yeah. And they didn't. They right. let him call the whole thing by himself. And you know what? To call a two and a half, three hour show on your own, right. I thought he did a fantastic job. It's true. Yeah. I actually thought he was pretty good. Because I also feel a lot of these indie promotions as well, um, the commentary is often done after anyway. So right. it's to do live three sure. hours pretty much on your own. Like, shout out to Lenny Leonard. Yeah, I sh- thought he did great. Lenny Leonard, a real one. Not No relation to Kawhi. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we don't know that. <laughs> um, so, the show starts. We have just the evolved talent in the ring. And uh, they're announcing the show. They're saying this is the Evolve uh, 131, the 10th anniversary. And Josh Briggs grabs the mic and starts yelling about he- how he wants to take the opportunity. I don't know about you. I am not familiar with a lot of the guys on this show. No, I think that's why it's quite interesting. Uh, I've dabbled in watching some Evolve matches here and there when people have yeah. told me to and check them out. But half of these people, I, I don't know who they are. So uh, Josh Briggs, I have heard the name. I've heard people talk about him, but I have not watched him. And here I got to see him for the first time. So from this promo, I was under the impression this guy was a heel. Yeah. I don't know about you. I Me too. I don't want to project anything onto you. But this guy felt like a heel. Like they were, prom- they were promoting Evolve. They were like celebrating all these Evolve wrestlers in the ring, and he comes across, grabs the mic, and he's like, "No, it's my time." That felt a very heelish move to me. And this went into the first match. Um, he goes, "My opponent, Anthony Green, is standing right there. Get in the ring and let's get this started." So this guy's the heel, Retro Anthony Green. Yeah. So Josh, uh, they Briggs- announce him from. I believe, unless I misheard this, from nothing Arizona. <laughs> yeah, from nowhere Arizona yeah. or something. Uh, He's got a fanny pack. I want one. Chances one. are he will not like you, Josh Briggs. Oh, yeah. that was that was the announcement for Josh Briggs. Yeah, um, indie star. And then retro Anthony Green with Brandy Lauren. Now, you're slightly familiar with Brandy Lauren, aren't yes, you? Yes, she's been in NXT. Uh, she used to be Ava's story, I believe, in Impact as well. And uh, I'm a fan. She's from just across the pond here uh, in Buffalo. She's amazing. She should be in NXT. So the match starts with Josh Briggs tossing Green all over the place. He drags him over to the ropes into a backbreaker. There's a series of backbreakers. He's kind of channeling his inner Roddy Strong, just backbreaker here, there, and everywhere. It's evolved. He follows by a splash. Uh, Briggs signals for a choke slam early on, so we realise this is his finishing move, move. pretty early. Um, Briggs catches Green for a choke slam on the apron, and Green catches him with a kick to the face. He goes for a suicide dive, but gets caught with a choke slam onto the apron. Yeah, that was cool. He, where he catches him from a suicide dive 
then chokeslams him onto an apron. Yeah, they fake it out. He go, yeah, yeah, he goes for it and then eventually hits it's it. It's the hardest part of the ring. So hardest part of the ring. You know it hurts. Like, if Beth Phoenix was there with Lenny <laughs> it's Leonard. It's the hardest part of the ring. We'd have known how much this hurts. Lenny Leonard don't need nobody else. There's a huge super kick on the apron from Green and hits a jumping cutter like an off cutter from the second rope on the apron. Uh, we see a top rope cross body from Briggs for a two. Brandy Lauren starts to get involved with the right hand. Oh, Brandy. Um, Briggs hits uh, his kind of own version of the X-Plex, like the release suplex. Um, this was the point where, up until this point, I didn't realise who was heel or who was face. Yeah. I feel um, Briggs must have been cutting like a, a sort of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Sure. Like the... The cool guy. I'm the baby face, but like, fuck everyone. I want to take my opportunity... But having not been familiar with any of these yeah. guys, I didn't get that, which I, I found kind of interesting going into it. Anthony Green just looked like you when you went to that Aqua concert. Like, he looked like he Kellogg's was dressed Frosties as the 90s. T-shirt, like, he yeah. was wearing the fanny pack and all that, and that's the kind of the gimmick, but... I mean, both these guys, I think, right off the uh, off the beginning of the show, these look very indie guys. Yes, definitely. There's, the there's nothing showy. About their gear, yeah, their about their hair, totally. about their facial hair. They look super indie. Um, Imagine that's your job. You're you're not like the seamstress for WWE, but like you you make gear for like not even like New Japan, but like real real indie guys. You're making the gear. It's like, hey, I want really nice gear, but can you make it look indie and <laughs> a bit shitty? Okay, what's your budget? Twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd have thought. I mean, we we both don't have a lot of money. I I'd have thought we'd have. Put in a bit of bit of dough if we were having a <laughs> our first match on the if we had our first podcast on the WWE network. Yeah, I'd dress nice. We dress nice. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be wearing all black. No, um, probably but also it was part of the charm of the show. This is a yeah, indie show. an indie show. Uh, we have a big boot into what I describe as a crucifix into the Michinoku driver. Yeah, so, like a Rikishi. So he driver, holds him right? up into like a like a reverse razor's edge yeah. and then drops him, yeah, sort of into a Rikishi driver. It's like a soft Rikishi driver. Uh, I thought this move looked pretty cool. Um, there's a victory roll from the top rope uh, from Green for a two count. We have a float over knee to the face. Uh, Briggs goes for the choke slam, but Green rolls over and fakes out a super kick. It's like the... Uh, we've seen this with Colin Gargano. Uh, Mike Skull does it a yes. lot. It's like the just, just hitting. hitting. Exactly. Um, Briggs goes for three choke slam attempts every time uh, uh, Green is kind of rolling through. He's ducking the choke slam attempt. Eventually, Briggs hits out a uh, choke. like a choke slam set out power bomb. Yeah, you go to choke slam the guy and then you catch him in midair and power bomb. Yeah, look pretty cool. Uh, one, two, three. Briggs wins the match. What did you think of this opener? Yeah, I thought it was fine. I was pretty into it just because it was the first match. Like I, I had, I had to be watching it. I was into it, but I thought the 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 choke slam finish earlier. He hits like this like move that is similar to Dijak, who hits the feast your eyes, which yep. is the float over into like a knee strike. Yeah, and he basically hit this move, and I was like, oh, that's it. And then he sets him up for like choke slams and stuff, and I'm like, I feel like choke slams are so 1997. You know, like, choke sure. slams are just a little... They're just not the greatest move anymore. Uh, and I just felt him turning into a powerbomb was really cool. But I was like, oh, your other finisher was, was way better. Uh, also, this Josh Briggs guy wears, like, t- tensor bandage or something. 
Yeah, he's got his shoulder all strapped up, but from all the footage, it seems like... That's what he wears. He wears that all the time. So, like, if if your shoulders hurt, then maybe you shouldn't be wrestling, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, it was fine. I, I've never seen Josh Briggs, and I've seen retro Anthony Green before. This was, this was nothing that, like, blew my mind, but I thought it was fun, to say the least, so at least I enjoyed it. Sure. I, I haven't seen... I, I might have seen... I, think maybe i saw retro at, at smash. smash yeah um the toronto one here yeah th- this was a fun first match um we then go to eddie kingston who cuts a promo eddie as kingston? part of the unwanted uh i think you stated this is like evolves equivalent of your favorite faction in nxt right the forgotten sons yeah oh they're like hmm we're not forgotten but we're the unwanted yeah um eddie kingston he's a guy who never kind of made it to wwe uh, so I, I'm I'm not familiar with a lot of these guys. Sure, I got huge Bubba Ray Dudley vibes. Definitely from this definitely, guy. Definitely. I thought he had an awesome promo. Um, he's a jerk. It's like that's his gimmick. Yeah, it's he's unwanted. He's unwanted. Uh, he's yeah, forgotten. He's cutting a, a promo on like AR Fox and and the NXT roster. He's just yeah. Um, I I I dug this. It was it was a lot of him just shouting. Uh, this was still the video because he comes out later yeah. and yells, yeah. He shuts a lot Oh, more. he's got a, a lot more later yeah. on, yeah. So we now go to Sean Maluda, yeah. who is uh, if a you guy watch, we've seen on NXT. Yeah, he's a, he's like a regular... I wouldn't call him a jobber. I wouldn't call him an enhancement talent, but he's, he's been a, in the Cruiserweight Classic. I'd say he's in the same category as a Cesar Bononi, a... He's better, but... But yeah. well, we know who he is. Is he related to The Rock? He uh, <laughs> he is part of the Anoy family. Of I think he is. if you're from the Isle of Samoa, like yeah. maybe you just are. Unless your name's Joe, or like <laughs> your your stage name's Joe. <laughs> I just uh, I, I like this guy, and I, I've seen him in NXT and the Cruiserweight Classic, and I think he's got something. He looks like the long lost Uso brother. Sure. Yeah, he's the unwanted Uso. There you go, because he's in the group unwanted. So we have Sean Maluda versus Kurt Stallion versus. Stephen Wolf, Steppenwolf? Steppenwolf? Steppenwolf. Yep. Steph- it's Stephen Wolf. I-, I said during the show, it's like, I need to work out how to turn off autocorrect on my notes. Right. Because all these guys' names who I don't know, it keeps autocorrecting. And then I don't know if I'm saying the right thing or not. Sure, right. And I feel bad. Well, it's it. Stephen Wolf, but it's... But Stephen Wolf. It's one of those people that spell it S-T-P-H. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that's standard way. That's standard way. <laughs> Um, and Harlem Bravado. <laughs> yeah, we got a little. We got a little. We we watched this with uh, Jesse from the Six. He came over and we watched this, and he was very confused as to who, what was going on with Harlem Bravado. So he's like, "Whoa!" So uh, Harlem he, Bravado is from North Carolina, not Harlem. Not Harlem. What's up with that? And I was like, "Well, where are Harlem Heat from?" And he was like, "Houston." <laughs> and then he was like, "Now I think about it, where are the Harlem Globetrotters from?" Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> and then they called him the Lone Star. The and Lone like, Star. All right, Harlem I'm out. Bravado. Like, what is this guy? So he's not from New York. He's not from Texas. Not the Lone Star, but his name is Lone Star Harlem Bravado. Uh, actually, he wasn't bad. He looks like your dad. Like not your dad, but like he would. Look hey, dad. Like, he looks like someone's dad. Like he's just wrestling, but he wasn't bad. So, Sean Maluda, Kurt Stallion, Stephen Wolf, and Holland Bravado, how familiar are you with these guys? I am not familiar with... Uh, I am familiar with Sean Maluda from watching yep. uh, him in WWE products, NXT, um, and I believe Kurt Stallion I have seen uh, 
Right. He wears like a headband thing or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, just, I, I'm going to go based on, on looks a lot sure. of the time. Uh, Stephen Wolf, uh, Sean Maluda obviously is an NXT guy. Yeah. Sean Maluda, uh, sorry, um, S- Stephen Wolf yeah. looked like the guy here. I thought sure, uh, yeah, he, right. he looked like a guy who would who would move on. He was dressed well. He looked like a star here. Both Kurt Stallion and Holland Bravado impressed me, but also had that real, real indie vibe. Yeah, Harlem Bravado looked like your classic indie guy who's like actually like owns or works at the like hardware store down yeah. the street, but is also wrestling. Like yeah. that's what I've got out of him. But like he wasn't even that. Like I'm telling you, none of these guys were bad. They all none. clearly. I still am stuck in that. Like I judge people from their looks in, in wrestling. Like you look at them and you're like, oh, that guy doesn't look like a wrestler. But then like they hit some crazy moves and you're like, damn man, but like, that's I, pretty cool. I, I don't think you should be bad. Should feel bad for feeling that way. Sure. Um, I just I remember as a kid you see, you think Hulk Hogan Macho Man and you're like dudes are jacked but how like, many times things have changed you, you've said a lot on the show you got into wrestling due to comic books and superheroes yeah 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 and so much of superheroes and comic books are the costumes sure if someone had a shitty looking costume right they're not a superhero you want to get behind like when Spider Man fights in his wrestling match <laughs> yeah for the first time you know what yeah. I mean though I I think a look has something to do has with something it. to do with it Definitely. it's similar with uh, with acting, you want your headshot to look good. You want right. you want to be the best version of you sure. every time you present yourself, and then let the talent shine through. Yeah, true. Um, I thought out of these four, Sean Maluda and Stephen Wolf, Stephen Wolf looked the most pro. I agree. Yeah. Um, we cool. have a uh, a jumping stop. Uh, sorry, a jumping stomp from uh, Stallion early on. The the Kawhi Leonard from the two K game. Uh, you know yes. the, the Cameron Grimes, Trevor Lee, the style. Kofi Kingston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Stephen Wolf hits a huge toe pick on Hilo to the outside. Maluda hits his own senton to the outside. Yeah, everyone was just jumping. It was a four way, and everyone's just showing Stallion off. Stallion hits a tope to the outside. Uh, Maluda gets back into the ring and hits a series of super kicks to everyone. This is like the uh, the Shawn Michaels spot in the Royal Rumble where he just like goes nuts. Super kicks. Well, I told you he's the unwanted USO, and what do the USOs do? Super, super kick. kick. <laughs> uh, there's uh, a there's a there's the stallion dude. We then there's have... a Frosberry flop at one point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. They they all do their flippy shit to it's the outside. Uh, Wolf and Stallion, the two baby faces of the match, have a face off in the in the middle of the ring. They're like, all right, it's you and me now. We've got out the bad guys. It's you and me. Let's go for it. Uh, Maluda interferes. Harlem catches Wolf into a, a really sweet-looking Death Valley driver. Yes, it looked awesome. We have a jumping code breaker from Maluda, a blue thunderbomb from Wolf, and then a shooting star press from Stephen Wolf for the win. Yeah, so it was like a series of people hitting their finishers, and it's just Stephen Wolf who got the the end game there. He happened to be perched up on the top rope and like as someone else got hit with like Angel's Wings or the fairy tale ending yep. in NXT and then hits the shooting star out of nowhere and then gets the win there. So it looked really cool. A cool finish there, especially with everyone hitting the, the moves in a multiple match. But I thought all these guys looked pretty cool. Like uh I I think I'm high on Sean Maluda because he's like literally yeah, because he doesn't just because he looks like a Uso, but he's got like Good move set, and this Stephen Wolf guy I've never seen, but he looked very impressive as well. I, I thought this was fun. I actually really liked. I, this. I thought this was a fun match. Yeah. It was, it was really a, just a showcase. It was right. Sure. You've got that's what, what they this, need. Ten yeah. minutes. Go in, get your shit in. 
Do it. Uh, I I really enjoyed this. Um, it made me, as I said, Stephen Wolf stood out to me. Sure. Uh, we, now you're. We've seen Sean Maluda before. That's how you get fans. Yeah. That's how these guys get fans. For real. Um, we then have a promo package from Anthony Henry from Augusta, Georgia. Right. Anthony Henry looks all right. I don't know this guy. Yeah. So this is fun because I can just give you my first impressions of these characters and people. Anthony Henry uh, looks like he drinks monster energy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like his name should be Kyle. And then he came out and dude, his indie gear had like green claws and it looks like monster, monster energy. energy. Like he looks like, uh, he just looks like the guy who's like, I'm really into BJJ cause it like cleanses my mind. And like, he listens to a lot of Joe Rogan and like, not saying that's bad, but he just came off that way. Maybe that's a good thing if he's a heel. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he's like, uh, he's just talking about his background in MMA. It's like, you're always going to get kicks, knees, I have an MMA background. Um, yeah, it was it was okay. Right. Or we were with Jesse from the Six here as well, and all of us were like, uh, I've kind of heard this promo before. A lot of times. A lot of times. And it's been delivered better. Sure. Um He needs to drink more monster energy. Yeah, I I think there is that. I mean, it's it's a Vince McMahon thing about the Southern accent. It it does it does jar, and I it can get over, but it it's it's very different to hear sure. for most ears. It's very distinctive, and I think uh, a bit more energy was needed, as you said, a bit more monster right. energy, a little bit more uh, monster energy would have would have made me a bit more into it because it is a promo I've heard before. Um, but that being said. The match we're about to have, I fucking love. Yeah, so it's that guy, uh, the Monster Energy guy is Anthony Henry, which uh, I've never seen him before. But his opponent is, I'm going to butcher this name, Arturo? 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 Ruas. Ruas? So it's it's spelled R-U-A-S, but it's pronounced Huas, Huas. I believe. So, also known as Adrian Jaoud. Yes. Which was the name we also used to butcher. Yeah, we used to butcher Jaoud. <laughs> Jaoud seems bad, more badass, but... What, sorry, Huas? Huas. Huas. I believe. Uh, this guy is the up next. This is the guy who is up next. Like, this dude's crazy. This guy needs to be in... An, he's in NXT, and we always see him so, job. I, but he's I amazing. Think, I think we've seen him in some singles matches. We've seen him at... Uh, partnering with Cesar Bononi, yes, I believe. Sure. Um, and every time he stood out. Every time we've seen him, I think did he have a match with Die Jack early on in Die Jack? I think so. Yeah. And we were like, he got a bit of offense, and was like, I want to see more of that guy. This guy's the BJJ Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. He wears like the ge- the pants. He doesn't wear uh, shoes or boots, socks. Like he's like the total MMA like guy, but like realistically, I know everything's kayfabe, but even in, even when looking, and like I said, look sometimes, this guy looks like he would kill you. Yeah. He would literally, like, you watch some crazy kung fu movie, this is the final boss, yeah. and he's like, I'm ready. And like, he takes his thing off, and he's ready to fucking kill you. This guy is amazing. I think this, I think this guy should be uh, pushed heavily in uh, in Evolve, and, and honestly, if they should pick him up and bring him over. Yeah, I, he's so he's good. Really, he's really got a future. Very I, impressive I from this match up here. So up. the match starts with a load of takedowns, just just trying to out-wrestle each other, a load of BJJ moves. Uh, Henry, 
neither of us could catch it because there were no replays on this show right. again, which which made it feel like more, feel like more it was a indie promotion rather than a WWE promotion yeah. uh, production because there were no replays throughout the entire yeah, show. No replays because suddenly it's like. How is Henry bleeding from the nose? Anthony Henry just starts bleeding from the bridge of his nose somehow. Obviously, uh, I think who else just you can't with an with elbow or something, but Probably. something quick that all of us missed. Ross is just a beast with these. This is a graps match. This like, this, this is seemed graps. like a legit fight with wrestling rules. Yeah. So it's like you're gonna fight and then you're gonna pin someone. Yeah. Um, or tap them out. Um, Ruas just looks deadly. Uh, there's a roll through and Henry stomps Ruas right through the chest. Uh, we see a missile drop kick from Henry to Ruas. And th- this was at the point where I was like, this Henry guy's pretty, pretty good too. Cool as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. Um, Henry tries to get a, an arm bar, but he can't quite lock it in. And I know it, it's something when you see, uh, an MMA fight, you get that arm bar locked in. It's an immediate tap out. Sure. You, you rarely see that in wrestling. You see the armbar and struggling to the ropes. And I like that they thought, like, no, you're not going to get this locked in. He had the, the they're, fingertips they're gripping. It, yeah. Blocking it. Um, we have a cartwheel into a kick from Huas. Uh, Henry keeps trying to lock in a headlock. We get a, a suplex from Huas for a two count. Henry uh, catches... I call it the V-trigger, the knee to the face. Right. He catches it before it strikes his face. And uh, then we see uh, Henry on the top, but Huas gets up and tries beating him down. A double stomp from Henry to the back. Uh, This is the point there's a failed tornado, like a top rope assisted tornado DDT. It's like Gargano where he runs (laughs) off. Like Gargano when he runs up the ropes. Yeah. Uses the ropes to run off of. Like, uh, is Naito as well? (coughs) Where you just like run off the thing and do a 360. He kind of slips up and messes it up. Then he goes around and hits it. But goes for it a second time. It was Uh, cool. um, Followed by the coup de grace from Henry. Yeah, like the double stomp off the top. Crazy. Um, this is into a two count and then right into an ankle lock. Ankle lock. Kurt Angle style. On the bare foot. I, you put someone in bare feet in an ankle lock, it's easier to break their foot. No? I think this is my new favorite thing in wrestling. What's I that? think when I was younger, I'd, I'd be into the Rey Mysterio stuff. Or when I was a lot younger, I'd be like, I want to see people go through tables. Yes. I want to see chair shots. And then you're like, no, I like flips. Sure. I like Rey Mysterio. I'm now at that point in my life where I just love grappling you like and the wrestling. Graps. You like the grabs. That was uh, from Best of the Super Juniors, that El Fantasmo Rocky Romero match. Sure, it's the the pinfall, and as soon as the guy kicks out, you grab a limb and try. Right. It's it's my favorite thing right now in wrestling. So he's got him in the ankle lock. Um, transitions this into a knee bar. This transition wasn't quite as smooth. Uh, there's. But then they get to just facing each other, and they're just walloping each other in the yeah, face. Yeah, so with both of slaps. these both of these guys are clearly actually in into MMA. They're trained in all sorts of different things, and here is where they actually are like just hitting each other. Like, yes, this is a uh, sports entertainment. It's a WWE product, so it's sports entertainment. Yeah. But wrestling is not real. But they're hitting each other. Like they're just slapping. They're palm thrusting. Like yeah. they were clearly just like, all right, just do it. Like for a few seconds here, let's just go nuts. And that's what they did. Like wow. And the, the strong slaps, the, the strong style, if you will. So yeah, this goes on for a bit. Just a, a series of slaps and it's a palm war. Like you can take fists, it. Fists, yeah. just just like come on, what have you got? And then out of nowhere, 
there's a huge, like, roundhouse kick from Huas for the three. Oh my god, it, he killed him. I'm, I shouted out loud, holy shit, literally. It was it was amazing. This, I, this, is, this is like it's like the black mass, but he like hits him with like his like calf part or something. It was nut. It looked so fucking real. I think this is my favorite match of the night. I think it might have been mine too, simply because now uh, our our two sorry Arturo 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 Huas is one of my favorite wrestlers instantly from this. this so is crazy. I've I've never been to Bloodsport. Uh, right, this uh, guy's at uh, yeah. WrestleMania weekend. The last two years, you had Matt Riddle's blood sport and then um, Josh Barnett's blood sport, right. which is pro wrestling but with with kind of MMA rules. Yes, it's shoot fighting with a predetermined win. This I feel is kind of maybe that style. That style, yeah. I really dug it. Yeah, I like this guy. From his look to everything, uh, he sounds like a, a like a, a year like a, he's Brazilian. I think it's like a Brazilian like assassin, Arturo Huas. Like he's gonna kill you, and he did. He killed this dude. With Can that you see house. him and Tainara Conchi as like a, a tandem going the Brazilian team in NXT? Brazilian yeah, Brazilian sure. team just running through everyone. Yeah, do it. Yeah, I, I want to see more of this guy. I I, I would definitely say check him. But out. also, I think the th- the three of us, you, me, and Jesse, were very negative on Anthony Henry he from the promo. He and was good too. Yeah, I thought this guy was was yeah, great. Definitely. He's got a good look. I think work on that promo and just yeah. He's got all the all the stuff right there. Right. Um, yeah, this is my favorite match of the night so far, it. maybe of the whole night. Yeah. We then go on to our our women's match of the night, and it's a no DQ match between Ooh. Brandy Lauren and Shotzi Blackheart. Yes, Shotzi Blackheart is wearing all black. She's wearing a Vincent Price T-shirt. Yeah. She's got green hair, and she's tattooed. I feel this is the girl, when you come back lit from a night out, you go, David, I fell in love. I feel this is the girl you, you met. Di- yeah, I just described like my love yeah. of my life. <laughs> you're wearing an old horror t-shirt, you wear all black, and you have colored hair and your tattoos. Like, let's go. Let's just get married. Uh, I love it. Uh, but Brandy, Lauren, from earlier, she's the opponent here, and she's the baddie, and she's the one I, I am more familiar with as well. Um this was weird because I feel like people were saying on Twitter that something happened at AEW in similar situations. At the same time. Like around the same time yeah. of the airing, which is really funny because this is the women's match, no DQ, but instantly it's turned into like an ambush. Yeah, so Natalia Markova interferes and starts beating down uh, Blackheart, uh, Shotzi Blackheart. The Russian crush, I think? I yes. Yeah. So, uh, I, follow, I, fo- I found her on Twitter, Natalia, and uh, I followed her. Okay. Yeah, cool. Um, so, she's uh, she's in Brandy Lauren's corner. If anything, Brandy Lauren's just chilling out on the outside while this the Russian crush is beating down on uh, Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, we see a spinning X-Factor... Brandy Lawrence just sitting on the outside. Uh, Shotzi starts to fire up and hits a 619 to Markova, followed by a missile drop kick. Somehow, again, I feel every match so far, people keep bleeding, and I can't see where yeah, it's from. And but... it looked like it was from her nose as well, actually. So we're, we're bloody noses everywhere. I'm, evolve. I'm not surprised, to be honest. This is the biggest stage. All these people have been on. Sure. Um, I so don't think it was deliberate. Lay though. it in a little. No, they're going to lay it in a little thicker. Sure. Uh, get excited. Um, like, 
I've done stage shows before where we've had stage combat and people punched each other by accident. <laughs> nice. You get excited. Yeah. Um, we see a tope to the outside. Brandy then sets up four chairs to suplex uh, Sotsy Blackheart through. So, like, instead of suplexing through a table, it's the chairs all set up. Yeah, this um, is nuts. She sets up, like, a bunch of seated chairs outside the ring and then puts one on top of all of them. This, that's a bit later oh, on. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, Brandy's going, I'm giving you exactly what you wanted, and then eats a series of palm strikes from Shotzi. Um, we get a powerbomb to the apron from Brandy Lauren. I believe there's a Kevin Owens chant. There's a giant Kevin Owens chant. It's the powerbomb to the apron, come on. Uh, there's a rolling elbow to Lauren from Shotzi, uh, followed by a cannonball to the corner. Uh, Shotzi, this is a, a difficult part of the match to watch. Uh, Shotzi goes for sliced bread on the apron but then stops but and doesn't couldn't do it. hit it and you know what I'm pleased they didn't go back to this sure because uh, Lenny Leonard is then going like um, like oh the crafty Brandy Lauren just dead weighting her so she can't hit her moves um, yeah she trying to up. save it yeah like, she slipped up this was a botch but I'm glad if they went back to this, you'd be like, oh, yeah, like, that's really what they meant to do here. Yeah. Um, this is where Blackheart puts another chair on top of the four chairs. So there's already seated. chairs, and now there's a chair on top. This and is, you're like, oh, something bad's going to happen. Yeah, definitely. She goes for a suicide dive, but Anthony Green, who we saw in the opening match, yes. gets in the way. So Shotzi kicks him in the head. And goes for the suicide again. But Green still manages to pull Lauren out of the way. Oh and boy. Shotzi Blackheart eats five steel chairs. Set up steel chairs. Like sitting, standing this, steel chairs. This almost look You know that Lita suicide dive? Yeah. Or any Sasha Banks suicide dive? Yes. Imagine that into five chairs. <laughs> that, uh, that's kind of what it looked like. She literally, If you ever wanted to see a grown woman eat five chairs, this is how you do it. You watch this. <laughs> she literally just went into all of them. Yeah. It was... I, I like... Like, I thought it was a really cool spot. This is the coolest spot. I wasn't really digging this match, but I thought this spot was insane. Like... Damn, this girl was already bleeding, and she's definitely bleeding more. Uh, the ref was checking on her right away. It's just imagine this green-haired girl go flying into a bunch of chairs. It just sounds yeah. bad. It, it was. It looked really cool, though. I hope you're okay. So, Brandy Lauren rolls her into the ring. Uh, green hands her a kendo stick. She just kills her with the kendo stick. One, two, three. She gets the pin. Brandy Lauren wins the match. Yes. Um, Brandy from Buffalo. What did you think? Yeah, uh, it wasn't... I didn't understand the the Natalia, the Russian. She disappeared. She like, vanished. Literally yeah. vanished. Uh, which is too bad. I would have liked to see her uh, come back. Um, but uh, I I wasn't really in love with this match. It was kind of like a little like sloppy, I thought. But that's, I, that's the word I had in mind. Yeah, but I actually... That spot was just nuts. Like, poor girl, she ate those chairs. You know, that spot was great. And also, if I was more familiar with the characters, and sure. if, if this had, like, a huge uh, story going into it, this could have been pretty cool, yeah. I guess. Um, that move was awesome, uh, but yeah, this wasn't this wasn't really for me. Um, so then next, we go to 
uh, Colby Carino as part of the... I call them the Unwanted Sons. They're not the Unwanted Sons, are they? No, they're the Unwanted. The yeah. Unwanted Sons? Sorry, Colby, Colby Carino's name is the Unwanted Son. That's oh, he's the Unwanted Son. Yeah, Steve Carino didn't want him. <laughs> I'm guessing that's what... I mean, I watched him in Ring of Honor actually quite a bit when Carino was still... When Steve Carino was still there. But uh, he's he's the Unwanted Son here in Evolve. Um, and he's against Baba Tunde, who... As uh, as Lenny Leonard says, went toe to toe against Braun Strowman at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Right, I remember that. Yeah, I don't remember. You don't remember that. I do actually. As soon as I saw this guy, I was like, "Wait, I've seen this guy before." So remember that the Greatest Royal Rumble you had? Uh, they wanted Yokozuna, <laughs> and Yokozuna was unfortunately unavailable. Yeah. So they got Rip. another sumo wrestler. Um, and they wanted, they really wanted that Tucker from Heavy Machinery. So weird. Uh, and they, they really wanted Baba Tunde. Baba Tunde. This was the, my least favorite match of the, the night, I'd say. So I, it was nothing. Uh, so Colby slaps him early on. You fucked up chance start. Baba Tunde kills him and throws him out of the ring. Huge chop to the chest. And you just see this. I love this lighting. New Japan has it as well. Whenever there's chop and you just see the mist of sweat yes. fly off the guy. New Japan does Unfortunately, WWE production's too good that you don't see this. Um, but yeah, you caught just this mist of sweat fly off his body. Babatunde just kills Col- uh, Colby, hits a huge elbow and a huge splash for the pin. That yeah. was it. I didn't need to see any more of that. <laughs> um, I didn't care about it at all. Th- this was a, a nothing match. Like, just a big squash. Colby Carino in Ring of Honor was, like, his gimmick was, like, he was the bitch, essentially. And he gets, like, beat up a lot. And, like, as, clearly, that's the the character that's been brought over here to evolve, where he's just kind of, like, the rag doll. He just gets beat up a lot and killed and crushed. Uh, but Eddie Kingston then comes out and goes, no, 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 that ain't right. And he introduces the tag champs, uh, which is himself. Himself, right? Um, with um, well, he names then the the unwanted. He he says that Colby Carino is the unwanted son. Yes, he says Maluda is the unwanted savage. I think it was. Yeah. Um, and then he calls himself the unwanted king. Um, and then he calls Baba. Is it Baba Tumde? Baba Tumde. He goes. We got a beef with you, Baba Booey. <laughs> Baba Booey. Baba. Booey. And everyone's laughing. And he goes, "Yeah, you lap it out up, but you still buy his merchandise." Oh. I thought it was a pretty good line. Um, he goes, "We travel the road, and you have everything handed to you in the PC." Oh. Um, and he's like, "Just like we did with the Street Profits, we are going to take you out." And take your spot, you big, goofy bastard. Eddie Kingston also says, when he mentions the Street Profits, you're welcome. I think it's meaning, hey, we made them good. (laughs) Okay, all right. (laughs) Evolve made the Street Profits good, is what he's trying to say there. I think Eddie Kingston running his mouth, as he always does. And then AR Fox and Leon Ruff come out and with uh, with the rosebuds, I guess. Was it? Yeah, so uh, I'm not familiar with AR Fox and Leon Ruff, but they come out with like their own like squad essentially. The crew. The crew love is real with these two, and they're facing Eddie Kingston and Joe Gacy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've not I I've heard his name as well. Uh, I'm am familiar with some Eddie Kingston, but I've not heard of I've not seen Joe Gacy and I've not seen AR Fox and Leon Ruff. 
but this match was pretty crazy. There was all sorts of things going on in this thing. We had to, we we couldn't see replays, so we had to literally like rewind because we we, 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 missed, we had to watch some of this. This this was like a Young Bucks match where you just there's too much too many things going on to like see what was going on. So it starts off with this huge suicide dive from both AR Fox and Ruff, where. Uh, I think it was Fox just slams into the barricade. Yeah. Like, goes he, over the yeah, barricade. Yeah, he, like, even. ate the barricade. It looked, like, really hurt. We see another tandem suicide dive. Then Gacy hits a suicide guy- dive. And Gacy isn't a little Mm-mm. little lad. Uh, he's a pretty big guy. Uh, Ruff then hits a... This was the one you went crazy for. Yeah, this is crazy. I mean, we've seen Ricochet in, in WWE at War Games... Do the famous do a double moon? Yeah. Well, this wasn't a double moon, but it definitely was a reverse. Like it was, it was a part of the. What does he call it? The five hundred four or whatever. It was. It was similar to uh, Mustafa Ali's 054, the yeah, inverted four hundred and fifty. Yeah. It wasn't quite a four hundred and fifty, but it was to the outside. It was. It was kind of like a half. I mean, what's half four fifty? Two twenty five. Crescent moon inverted. <laughs> it's a crescent moon into a an Akira Tozawa centaur. Yeah, it was a. It was a. I a, guess it wasn't even a full moon. It was just a crescent. Yeah, it was a. Crescent. It, was it looked nuts because he springboards to do it and does like I don't know. How do you how do you learn to do this? How do you train to do this? And it didn't look like there was much padding to the outside either. Oh yeah, his head bounced off again. This is an indie show. It's all metal, like pretty much guardrail. Yeah, ouch. Um, we have a. Like an Oscutter from Fox, an Oscutter from Gacy, uh, rolling clothesline. Uh, we have a uh, Kingston hits a splash. He goes for a pin, but there's a kick out. We then have a top rope ta- uh, power slam from the top rope for a two count. And then uh, Kingston and Gacy hit uh, the last chapter, essentially. It was. It's the Russian side leg sweep. Yeah, my favourite move. The, your favourite move. The side Russian leg sweep with a clothesline. The last chapter. Uh, but only a two count. Superplex into a sit-out powerbomb from Kingston and Gacy. Look cool. Uh, this looked cool. I don't know what the sit-out powerbomb did to add to the Gets impact. Gets you more slammed down. But it looked fucking cool. Yeah, it looked cool. Still a two count. Uh, and then I described this as like a sit-out top rope Spanish Fly yeah, from it's, it's like a Fox. yeah, yeah. I wrote that as well. It's definitely like a Spanish fly in type of move. It was like but springboarding off your off your like the back of your car. Sure, yeah, yeah it looked it was cool. weird. Um, but again, a two count. We then had a a combo like only Lawkins half and half suplex, but also with the clothesline assist from Gacy and Kingston. Two counts. Um, the camera didn't even catch this, but whilst, uh, I believe it was Gacy was on the outside, uh, Fox hits a coast to coast, but whereas you normally see Rob Van Dam or, or more importantly, (laughs) Shane McMahon, the best in the world, hit the coast to coast where the other guy's in the corner. Yeah. Gacy was already on the outside of the ring. So where you'd normally do a baseball slide to get that guy to fuck off. Yeah. This guy did a coast to coast. Yeah. Um, but the camera just caught it. Um, it was insane. It looked cool. Ruff then hits a senton over the turnbuckle through the table that has been set up earlier this in the match. Went, this guy went flying. Um, and that's followed up by a 450 from Fox for the pin. And they win the tag titles. Yes. The new evolved tag team champions, AR Fox and Leon Ruff. 
Uh, I thought this was crazy. I thought they hit all the spots they needed to hit. Tag team wrestling is so much fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, there's just chaos and anarchy and there was a bunch of os cutters in this. Like everyone yeah. started hitting ace crushers, RKOs, diamond cutters, whatever you call them. They were just hitting those left and right. Uh, I just thought it was cool. And the the crescent moon still is the standout from the yeah. <laughs> from the from this uh, match. This was a great match. Then the uh, the rosebuds, the squad, the, the crew, uh, whatever the crew. you want to call them, they all get into the ring they and dance really awkwardly. They do the shoot dance. They do the. They do in a bunch of everything. If, They're doing a if bunch you of... follow um, middle class fancy on <laughs> Instagram, uh, this is Nance and Rand doing the dance, doing the dance uh, on a Friday night. On a Friday night, yeah. <laughs> uh, it looked awkward, but like the match was fun. Yeah, new tag champs. Uh, we then go to two names we're all very familiar with. We have Drew Gulak, the WWE Cruiserweight Champion, against the original bro, bro. Matt Riddle. Bro. Smoke him if you got him. I, I did. I really enjoyed this promo package. It was showing footage from both Gulak and Matt Riddle from around... Well, Gulak's was 2015. It was all uh, old footage from them in Evolve. Um, describing what Catchpoint is. Catchpoint. Now, Catchpoint is the stable that uh, Drew Gulak and Matt Riddle were a part of. Uh, Gulak describes it as a philosophy uh, where you isolate your opponent's weaknesses. You do your job, you be aggressive, you get the win. Taking back what's yours. Yeah. That's what uh, he says. Matt Riddle says, it's not a style. He reaffirms what Gulak says. It's a philosophy. You break them down until you can tap them out or knock them out. Uh, I really enjoyed seeing these previous videos using previous yeah. Evolve footage. Old, like, old interviews. Like, you can tell Matt Riddle looks totally different with his shorter yep. hair and everything. Yeah. Um, it's, by by the sounds of it, I, uh, it's the same sort of from, uh, philosophy as Ring Camp where... They don't mind fighting each other. It's okay. it's like like-minded guys who enjoy wrestling, and it's like this is how we wrestle. Sure, wow, like, that's like the real like sportsmanship. That's yeah, the real like the real the real ones, if you will. So Matt Riddle uh, has his entrance first. It's the the usual NXT music. The strut. He comes out with his strut. Does anyone else walk around their house doing the strut? I hope so. I hope. <laughs> or so. are we crazy? Doing the Matt Riddle strut. And then we have a load of guys in Catchpoint hoodies run out. Um, Cena's entrance yeah. from that WrestleMania yeah. has nothing on this. <laughs> um, it's a load of guys in Catchpoint hoodies. And you go right away. It's like, wow, they got to be selling them. I want one of them. I want a Catchpoint shirt. Um, and then Gulak comes out in his uh, boxing robe that he's been he's been wearing a lot. For yeah, the last this year one is so. a special one. Because it's a it's, catch point. Well, it's a catch point robe, but it's they're in Philadelphia. Yeah, he is from Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Get this: his robe is like the Apollo Creed, like robe from Rocky, right? But it's got it's black and it's got barbed wire running yeah. through it because it's Philly, baby. ECW. It looks so. He looked like a a bad a badass coming out here. He looked like a star. Yeah, this. And I, I don't mean this in any disrespect to anyone previously, because the show's been great, but this was the point where you go, yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can see the, the difference. The here. difference. Yeah. Um, 
Dulak and like Riddle is in NXT, which is yeah, he's going to be a huge star developmental yeah. quote unquote, but it, it's not. Uh, but Gulak's in, in two hundred five. He's the cruiserweight champion, but two hundred five gets knocked a lot. Yeah, these guys look like legit stars. Yeah. I thought here. Yeah, definitely. It's the this is the grabs. This is the real grabs. Yeah, this is some crazy grabs. Um, Gulak also gets a a great ovation from the Philly crowd. Um. And he's with Kurt Stallion, who we saw in that four-way earlier on in the night. Um, commentary says that Gulak has never beaten Riddle in one-on-one competition. Um, he goes for the Gulak very early on in the match, and Riddle transitions this into an armbar, but Gulak is already into the ropes. Gulak eats a knee from Riddle, followed by the Broton. Riddle struggles out and attempts a penalty kick, which Gulak dodges. Gulak goes for the powerbomb float over into the knee, but Gulak catches... Uh, sorry, Riddle goes for the uh, powerbomb float over into the knee, but Gulak catches it and locks a half Boston Crab. He's been uh, watching yes. those young lions on the pre-show it's of the... the Canadian Maple Leaf. Exactly. Uh, Riddle then hits one of his knees. Um, Riddle's on the top rope, and Gulak runs up to hit a top rope. They called it a... Uh, a superplex, but it's it was just a, a back backdrop basically off yeah. the top. Um, Riddle then starts hitting a series of kicks to the back. Yeah, it was like back slaps with your foot, wasn't he it? He was foot slapping him. Foot slapping. You ever him. been foot slapped before? That's disrespect. And then finally lands that penalty kick to the chest. Uh, Riddle locks in the triangle, and Gulak gets to the ropes. There's a fisherman buster for a two count. Suplex. Suplex from Riddle uh, from the second rope, Kota Ibushi style. Oh, this is crazy. So, yeah. you know, Kota always grabs you when you're, like, on the apron, over the ropes. He grabs it's you the and dead then lift. deadlifts you all the way, but also is, like, climbing the ropes when he does it. Matt Riddle is just yeah. killing him. We've, that we've looks, seen him do it before. Yeah, it's it looks always nice. super impressive when he yeah. does it. Um, we have... I don't have the name for this. I call it a moonsault broton, where yeah, it's the like the phoenix, spl- phoenix splash into a broton. Kind yeah, of. but he's not really doing much rotation. He's not doing a rotation, but really. Start, yeah, it starts as a moonsault. You're going backwards and then going into a you forward go like, senton. You go like a little roll into the senton yeah. from a moonsault. Yeah. Um, the broton. This gets caught into the gulag, um, but Riddle transitions this into the bro Derek, which is the... Like the safe tombstone, yeah. But he hooks the legs. It looks like he's going for like a package tombstone, and then he jumps. So drops you and you on drop your on your back and your head. I it guess. looks cool, but it's very safe. The bro Derek, the safe uh, tombstone. Matt Riddle gets the pin. Riddle gets booed. He gets booed. Um, Philly was Gulak mad. is like the homeboy. Uh, he's the home favorite. Yeah, Philly were upset by this. Yeah. Uh, also, to to note what was on uh, Matt Riddle's gear. Sure. It was uh, like Brazilian jujitsu things, but if you looked at it, it actually said Brazilian jujitsu. Oh, Just letting you know. <laughs> how many how many words of moves can he name? Things the Broton doesn't even make sense. The Broton it sent what. Uh, uh, I thought this was a lot of fun. I really like this. I just thought it was a little short than I thought it was going to uh, be. How did this... Do you remember their match in NXT? Yeah, I, I like this one more than that one. I think I did too. Yeah. I would like to go back and rewatch the NXT one. I think this one... What I liked about it is I thought Drew Gulak had more of a chance. Yeah. He's the Cruiserweight Champion. He's in his hometown. He's defending the title tomorrow night. 
sure. at Extreme Rules. Um, I thought there was a chance maybe they put him over, whereas the match in NXT, you knew Riddle yeah, was going to kill him. Right. Um, but I thought this was a fun match. Uh, Gulak asks for the mic. He says, uh, Catchpoint was founded on competition, opportunity, and respect. Matt Riddle, I stand here as WWE Cruiserweight Champion in the middle of an Evolve ring. And bro, I stand here with a hell of respect. And I thank you. Damn. He then asks Kurt Stallion to come into the ring. And explains that Matt Riddle chose Kurt Stallion to be his opponent tomorrow night on Evolve 132. And I wish you the best. So he... He's a heel in WWE, but right. here... He's the guy. He's, he's the, the guy. He's he nice baby guy. faced himself. Um, shouts out Matt Riddle. Chris shouts Stallion. out Matt Riddle. Shouts out Catchpoint. Um, Catchpoint. I'd, I'd love to see Catchpoint in NXT. 100%. I need this in my WWE. I, I need this in my NXT, I guess. I don't know. Selfish, selfishly, I really want to see Gulak in NXT. Right. I think there's a place for him. Yeah, he's he's definitely been been uh, bringing it, especially in the in the spot. I'm so happy that he's finally become cruiserweight champion. By the yeah. way, like, it's so cool for him to have made it there. Um, I just I want to see more of this kind of thing in WWE, like this catch point, this like the graps, the respect. Like, there's just a there's something there, definitely in within even that's a character. Uh, it, I think it would work, but they already got T-shirts, so you should probably yeah. be able to buy them soon. I bet. <laughs> We then go to the sorry. We then go to the promo for JD Drake versus Austin Theory. Which this is weird. Yeah, they play the video, and then other things happen before the match. Shouldn't it always be the video and then the match? Yeah, it's getting you set up for it. Yeah. So uh, JD Drake is the WWN champion. Austin Theory is the Evolve champion. Uh, JD Drake. Um, is, uh, how would you describe his look? Uh, J.D. Drake looks like, uh, a blue collar working man from somewhere in the U.S. of A. who loves his, uh, I don't know, pickup truck, probably. He, we likes, all saw this guy and he was like, Bud really? Light, probably. Really? Yeah. And then he started speaking. Yeah, he cut a great problem. Um He goes, I know what you think. Uh, it looks like, hey, you live on a farm and sat on the couch all day eating. But you know what? I lost a kid. I almost lost a wife. I battled addiction. No, he lost his wife and almost lost a kid. Yes. I lost my wife, or almost lost my kid. Uh, I've battled addiction. I've contemplated suicide. I've lost everything because of this business. And you say you fought battles. You haven't walked a day in my shoes. He gets real emotional. Yeah. Here. He's Mr. Mr. Real, real America here. And he gets like real emotional and real in depth here. And like makes you really believe like and right, whatever he right is. Right away, it went from me looking at this guy who like, I was going, ugh. Indie looking like yeah. just he shouldn't be here. Sure. To I want you to win this. Yeah, definitely. Like he saw me in like yeah, thirty he, seconds. I, I will say his promo in this video package was very good. His delivery was on point, uh definitely. But 
So was Austin Theory, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Austin Theory is definitely someone uh, who will be in NXT, and he, he tells us that in his promo. <laughs> yeah, he says, uh, when I'll be holding two belts, uh, you know you'll be looking at the future WWE champion. He says, I'm on this card tonight. I'm in Evolve tonight. So one day, I'm going to be on the takeovers. And then from that, I'm going to be on WrestleManias. You're going to see me all the time. I'm going to be the guy. That's what he says. And it's he's so confident. Yeah. I've, I've, I know of Austin Theory. I've watched some of his matches yeah. before. I'm not super familiar with him, but I have seen him before. I thought this delivery really set, instantly told me, hey, this guy is definitely the real deal. Um, and... He also promises to throw the WWN championship. Yeah, he into says the trash. I'm gonna take the WWN title and I'm gonna throw it out because yeah. it doesn't matter. It's garbage. Uh we then learn that there's gonna be a special ring announcer coming out. And that leads to Brian Idol. Thought it was Rhea Ripley for a second. But it was not. The same they're wearing the same gear. They're wearing the exact they must get the same gear. I swear. Okay. Right, so uh Brian Idol comes out and I've no idea who this guy is. No, too. I really don't and I didn't like this. This this kind of I get why they did this because of the follow up, but Okay, they what I liked about the show was they were playing to the Evolve crowd. Right. The Evolve crowd must know who this guy is. Sure. This is the spot Elias would have. Yeah. Right? Sure. So they go, we're having... He looks a, like Elias. Like they go, that. we're having a special ring announcer. Like, they go, Evolve wouldn't be where it is today if it wasn't for this guy. And if that was said in WWE, you'd have Elias come out. Wouldn't you? Right. And everyone boos. The problem is, this is on the WWE Network, and we don't know who Brian Idol is. No. At all. So we're like, ah. Is is evolve where it is today because of this guy? <laughs> is it because of this is guy? Is it because of this guy? Is it Brian Idol? Um But then we realize it's oh no, this is this is a setup. The lights turn off. Ooh. The lights come back on. Brian Idol's fucking vanished. Good. And Paul Heyman oh. is in the ring in Philadelphia. EC dub, EC dub, EC dub. He grabs the mic and goes, to be honest, to be blunt, I'm honoured and I'm privileged to be back home. We were all waiting for Brock Lesnar to come out and cash in on JD Drake and become <laughs> the, w- the WWN <laughs> champion. This did not happen. Oh, you can dream. But he goes, I have for many years been offered different guest spots on many shows. I don't do conventions. I don't do interviews. And indulge me for a second. I wasn't invited to be on this show. And there's a all the crowd of booing. Boo, how could you not invite Paul Heyman to be on this show? Boo. But he goes, I wasn't invited because I've always turned down these yeah. opportunities up until now. I asked to be here tonight. And the reason why I asked here to be tonight... And then some guy in the crowd shouts something. He calls him out. There's a bit of, like, trolling from the audience. Yeah, some guy, like, tries to talk (laughs) and interrupt him. And Paul Heyman just, like, roasts him. He just rinses this guy, like, tells him to shut the fuck up. The crowd start chanting, fuck him up, Heyman. Fuck him up. Um, 
And he goes, I'm just the extreme dude with the microphone. <laughs> I'm the extreme I'm dude. I'm extreme. Yeah. The reason why I asked to be here tonight is because this right here is the promotion. Sorry, this promotion right here is the future. I don't want to be one of those old time boxers going, that used to be me. I want to go into that locker room and rub all that youth all over me and know more about the future of this business than I did earlier. And if you don't mind, I want to hang around, indulge, and ring announce the next match. Five years from now, you're going to watch this video and go, that was the moment I knew this industry was going to evolve. Evolve. Hey, that's the name of the show. Oh, wasn't it clever? Look at yeah. him. He's the best. Uh, great promo from Heyman. Got everyone pumped. Um, I actually thought this was really good because I... I wonder how many, I wonder how many people there were there because it was a network show and it because they knew they were going to see NXT guys. Sure. Um, and I thought this got you pumped for these guys, the future. Um, and Heyman's always been about that, always been about the future. He's never been someone to be like, yeah. Oh, back in my day, we were doing this. Yeah, that's why I like him. <laughs> um, and as weird as it sounds, going, I want to go into the locker room and rub all that youth all over <laughs> me. Of course, he's being um, cheeky. Out of context, that that sounds being, a bit weird. He's being polite. But you get it. You don't it. like to it's rub like, the youth all over you? It's like, I embrace it. I embrace that. Yeah. Embrace change. Evolve. And got a huge reaction. So, title versus title. Uh, Heyman gives um, the Lesnar treatment for Austin Theory, goes the reigning, defending, undisputed, undisputed. heavyweight, evolve champion Austin Theory. Uh, he goes to introduce J.D. Drake and gets interrupted. J.D. Drake uh, whispers something and then Heyman goes, he only needs one damn nickname. The blue collar badass, the reigning, defending, undisputed WWN champion, J.D. Drake. Uh, how do you feel about the blue collar badass? Uh, I think you hate it more than I do, but I definitely hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you just be blue collar, J.D. Drake? Why do you need to be the blue collar badass? Because anytime you use the word badass, like, usually it's... It's like saying, I'm the extreme guy with a microphone. Yeah, yeah well, he's allowed to say that. <laughs> Even, he, this guy, J.D. Drake, kind of looks like... Uh, the, the comedian, the stand-up comedian. The, the, oh, Aziz Ansari? <laughs> Definitely not. J.D. Drake looks like uh, the trucker. No, I'm blanking on it. I'm sorry. Continue. I'll, okay. It'll come to me. Uh, so they trade holds to start with. J.D. Drake hits a drop kick, uh, goes for a suicide dive and gets caught. Theory goes for a forearm and Drake ducks. So the forearm hits the ring post. You've seen uh, Trent Seven does this a lot with the chop, where he goes for a chop, the guy ducks out the way, right. and he slaps the ring post. This was with a forearm. It, I don't know how you do this without it hurting. Uh, Larry the Cable Guy is who I'm thinking. That's who you're thinking about. <laughs> yeah. um, the, they both chop each other back and forth. We have a back body drop to Drake on the ramp. Uh, Drake gets rolled in for a two count from Theory. And he goes, that was five. Um, so he's like, I beat him so badly. That wasn't even three count. That was a five count. Um, oh, that's what he said. Okay. That he goes, that now. was five. Uh, Theory chops him twice and gets no sold by Drake. And then Drake kills him with a, 
a Volteresque chop. Yeah, he's a, a, he's got some chops. This yeah, guy. He's this got JD some Drake really good is chops. this JD Drake is impressive. I will say it's just he, he it's definitely the look on him that gives it away. But I I as soon as I watched his promo, I was totally in, yeah. into watching this match. And knowing he's in this spot as oh, well, yeah, exactly. it's like yeah, I I thought this guy was great. Um, Drake hits a standing moonsault. Uh, sorry, no. Uh, Theory hits a standing moonsault for two counts. Uh, we have a roll through the ropes for a drop kick. Drake then throws Theory against the ropes on the outside, and as he rebounds, just like smacks him with a big fist. Um, he then goes into the ring and follows this up by a suicide dive, which is pretty impressive for a guy this size. Uh, rolls him into the ring, hits a Vader bomb for a two count. Uh, there's a roll through blockbuster from Theory for for a two. Theory gets Drake in a torture rack and hits the yeah, rack bomb, baby. He hits the rack bomb, but his knees are like starting to give out. Like he's selling the weight of JD Drake, and but hits, he was just selling, just selling. Because he's a lit. beautiful rack bomb. Yeah, this guy's Jack, so he had no problem doing that. Then. Uh, JD Drake hits a stone cold stunner oh man did he ever I think Austin Theory is about to receive about 10 cases of beer from From stone cold because he sells this like a motherfucker yeah like The Rock would be proud of he did a double flip he did did, he sells it lands and then flips over again he did a double flip off the stunner classic this followed up by a cannonball to the corner um and then then the drill bit the drill bit which it's kind of like, I described it as like a lifted DDT, the way Moxley does his Knight Rider thing. Knight Rider, uh, sorry, a Death, Death Rider, Rider thing now where you lift him up, but it's then kind of into the roll of the dice. It's like the twisting neck It reminds breaker. me of the end, the, the, the end part of the Stormbreaker. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it looks cool. Sure. I like it, and also drill bit. Like he's a he's a American hardworking and handy man. Yeah, so it's the drill bit, and it looks like a drill bit because he spins and rotates. I thought that looked really cool, uh, but only a two count. We then have a motherfucking moonsault from yeah. JD Drake again. This is a big dude. Only a two count. Uh, series of strikes back and forth. Uh, Theory looks for the ataxia, um, which is. It's very similar to the bitter end, like yeah. uh, Pete Dunne's bitter end. You like grab the guy in a different way, but you you grab him in a strange way, and it turns into a flatliner, like yeah. the Pete Dunne. Uh, but this gets reversed. Drake goes for his moonsault again, but this time misses. Theory grabs him. It hits the ataxia, gets the one, two, three, and now is double champion. So um, Austin Theory is the evolved champion. And the WWN champion. Yes. Double champ. Double champ. Austin two belts. Yeah, Austin. Yeah, Austin. Austin three sixteen. Not so much. Uh, I liked Austin Theory winning here. Uh, I kind of wanted to see JD Drake simply because I believed he could do this. But I guess it makes more sense. Austin Theory is totally a huge star here for Evolve. I would say he is born in nineteen ninety seven. That makes me feel real old. What have I done? I went to Disney in 1997 for the first time. <laughs> uh, this guy was is really impressive. Uh, clearly, this guy knows he will be, like you just said, in NXT one day, in WWE. He fits the mold of everything they'll they'll want. Um, not saying he's the biggest guy, just he's got looks, he's got the talent, he, he's got literally everything. So the the theory is correct. I, I thought I thought this was a lot of fun as well. Um, I, 
JD Drake impressed me too. I, I can't lie. He um, did, yeah. Both of these guys really impressed me. I thought this was a lot of fun. Is the only thing I wanted something bigger of a bang. Like I needed a big spot, and I think this match kind of missed the mark sure. on it. Yeah. Like I needed something that kind of got me like, even more so maybe in the middle or towards the end. Something like a he. They hit their moves, and their moves are cool. But like there could have been a moonsault is a moonsault still. You know, yeah. like. But I think a lot of that goes into. Not knowing these guys sure, too well, of course. It's it's you bite on a finish when you know that's their finisher. Sure. When someone kicks out of a finisher, and you know it's their finisher, you right. react to it. When you do, like, you see setting up for the ataxia, and we go, "Is that the move that should end him?" Right. Like, I think that has to do with it. But I don't know what ataxia means. Ataxia. But that's not a criticism. Like th- this is. Uh, this whole show is to get new people, new eyes on this product and the future stars. Um, I really enjoyed this match. Um, I think both guys sold themselves pretty well. Definitely. Um, Look for Austin Theory in NXT real soon. Oh, he'll be there. He'll be there for sure. He'll be in the crowd in Toronto. (laughs) So Austin Theory grabs the mic and he goes, everyone knows that Evolve Wrestling is where it's at and everyone is going to try their hardest to get there and they're going to chase their dreams. And then he throws the WWN oh. title on the floor and stamps on it. Oh, he doesn't goes, he know WWE doesn't like that? I know, right? <laughs> and the Evolve Championship symbolizes that they got to go through me if they want to go where they want to go. Austin Theory is the measuring stick. And it fades to black again. Again, the light's out. Lights come back on. Josh Briggs is in the ring. He chokeslams Theory, holds up the title, and walks out. And the WWN title has just vanished. Yeah, I think that's uh, pretty much where it may lay. Yeah, <laughs> I think it may be done. I think it's done. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Josh Briggs uh, is the next guy to go for the, the title there. Yeah. Um, I still think Austin Theory looks like a legit champion, a legit star. And the Josh Briggs guy... Maybe good, just doesn't have that look, yeah. that believable factor there. I agree. Yeah. I, I thought this was fun, though. We then go to the main event, which is for the NXT Championship. That's hey, right. that's our show. That's NXT time. That's what this is. Yeah. It's time for the NXT champion to defend his, his title, This, which is crazy, on an evolved show. WWE so we have Akira Tozawa versus Adam Cole. Baby. Uh, match starts with the crowd going nuts. There's undisputed Tazawa dueling chance, hard collar and elbow tie up to start with. Adam Cole, baby, um, from Adam Cole. Uh, they're trading headlocks. Tazawa catches Cole in the octopus early on. Uh, Cole leg sweeps Tazawa off the top rope and the back of his head bounces. Oh, yeah, this was nasty. Yeah, um, dumps him. So Tozawa goes onto the top rope and Cole leg sweeps him, just rips his legs Cobra away. Cobra Kai style, sweep the leg, he sweeps his legs and then he brogue kicks him. And yeah, Tozawa's <laughs> head just bounces off uh, the got top it. turnbuckle and then eats a, a brogue kick, as you say. Um, he goes, you suck. And as he says that, he eats a slap from Tozawa. Uh, there's a big boot to the face from Tozawa, sending Cole to the outside and followed by... This is how you do a suicide dive. Yes. A huge suicide dive from Akira Tozawa. He's got one of the best suicide dives. He really does. Like, he, he goes, goes follows flying. through. Yeah, he follows through. Um, 
at this point, I think Tazawa's leg gets, like, legit stuck in the barricade. Yeah, I think he goes for, what, he goes a tope from over the top corner, like, yeah. over the corner to the outside, which is nuts whenever guys do that. How do you go flying over the turnbuckle? And that's when his leg, landing on the tope, got caught in the guardrail, and, like, legit, he was, like, stuck for a little while, you couldn't get it out. Um, there's an enziguri followed by a backstabber from Cole, um, and then he hits your favorite move, oh, the, the move. Ushiguroshi. Yes. Uh, but only a two count. The bull killer. We have a pump kick from Cole. Uh, Tozawa just eats it and fires up. He eats another one. Uh, he fakes and hits a huge right hand. Uh, both hit each other and they fall to the mat. Uh, the crowd at this point start going nuts. Yeah, this definitely uh, was the, the high part of the match here. Um, anytime you hit the Ushiguroshi, <laughs> I'm already in, I'm already, I'm already sold, but it's, it's the, the Sushi Goroshi. Well, this is coming up next. As I call it. Adam Cole hits the Sushi Goroshi. Any of you that listen to our show know that this is the, the move that still doesn't have a name in NXT. Well, did he not call this the last shot before? It's the suplex lift into the Ushiguroshi neckbreaker style. If you watch AEW, Britt Baker... Uh, the Mrs. Cole, I guess you could say, does this move as her finish. This is literally my favorite move. I call it the Sushi Goroshi because it's a suplex lift into the Ushi Goroshi. It's amazing. This would be my move if I had moves. <laughs> but it's only a two count. Uh, it's only a two count. So Cole gets frustrated and grabs the title. He's out of here. He's gone. Uh, he's like, fuck this noise. I'm out. But... Johnny Gargano. We haven't seen him in forever. We haven't seen him in forever. (laughs) Uh, He comes out. Cole then ducks a series of kicks from Akira Tozawa, but eventually gets connected with a 360 Enziguri kick from him, uh, which looked great. Uh, uh, Akira goes to the top rope, goes for his senton, his finish, but... Adam Cole gets his knees up. Adam Cole then goes to the second rope, hits his Panama City Sunrise, which is the the jump off the second rope into the Canadian Destroyer. Yeah. Um, Sets him up, rolls down the knee pad, hits the last shot, pins Akira Tozawa, Tozawa, one, two, three, retains the NXT title. Johnny Gargano's just chilling ringside. Gargano's just there watching. (laughs) He couldn't have helped. You couldn't have got involved more so? Well, he, he stopped the title thing. He's he's a good guy. <laughs> he's a good guy, but couldn't get involved more so. But then so we're all going, wait, Gargano's wearing black. He's wearing his, his black Nikes. Yeah, it's true. He's chewing gum and his hair is floppy. So so <laughs> we know that means he's healed. He's healed. He's bad. We got excited. It, Every, didn't, it didn't mean that listen, at all. Listen, <laughs> listen. Uh, no, it didn't. But lately in NXT, you wear black and you're you're a baddie. That's just what's going on. You chew gum. Yeah. Like, oh, oh you're a heel. You wear a scarf. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you're a heel. It's wrestling. It's knowledge. Black uh, lipstick, you're a heel. So Cole retreats up the ramp and goes, my time. I'm the champ. You're on my time. Mm. Uh, Johnny Gargano asks for the mic and... The crowd are all chanting Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Wrestling. He goes, thank you for the Johnny Wrestling chant, but let's hear it for Akira Tozawa. Ah, 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 ah. Every time I step into this building, it reminds me how much I love this. Gargano says he first stepped here in 2009, and man, he feels old. 
pro wrestling is pretty freaking cool. Uh, he then goes, Tazawa, haven't you got a question? You, you practiced asking? And Akira Tazawa goes on the mic and goes, did you enjoy the show? Oh. And everyone's like, yeah, wow, it was a really good show. Um, Gargano gets this guy, it might have been the guy chirping Heyman earlier, sure. who's like whooping really loud. So he's like, yeah, go on, do that again. He whoops. Holy shit, chance from the crowd. And Gargano goes, there'd be no Akira Tozawa. There'd be no Adam Cole. Uh, there'd be no Johnny Gargano if it wasn't for you guys. It's all about you guys. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys. I want you to support them as much as you supported us. Oh, what a heartfelt from Johnny. We love wrestling chants. We love wrestling. Erupt. That <laughs> usual. The only chant you can ever do in wrestling has to be four syllables. Um, he goes, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for letting me come back. Letting me live my dream. And then he's like, we are like running out on network time. So like, I love you. Thanks. Bye. He says, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yeah. I love you. I love you. Johnny Gargano loves you. Just remember that. If you learned anything today, Johnny Gargano loves you. Uh, what did you think of the main event? I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was it was kind of what I expected. I I thought it was uh, it was an NXT TV title yeah. defense. It didn't feel like a pay per view main event to me. The problem was is there was zero chance Akira Tozawa sure. was going to beat Adam Cole right. at Evolve right. for the NXT title, of course. A few weeks away from takeover. Yeah, it that, wasn't going to happen. Of course, that makes with sense. zero build. Yeah, no build. They didn't even mention it on NXT TV. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's what it is. I just thought it was more so like they kind of got in, got out. Not not maybe not so much that they just didn't do anything that kind of made it super memorable. It was an exhibition. Yeah, kind of that's match. what it felt like. And it, was it wasn't. Fine. Bad, yeah, like, it wasn't both, a bad. Both match. guys are great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I still enjoyed it. Just. I still think my match of the night uh, is the sleeper hit there of the two MMA guys killing each other. I, I, uh, Henry and Jao, uh, Haus. Sorry, yes, Haus, Raus, uh, Arturo Ruas, uh, and Ruas. Anthony Henry was definitely my match of the night, just I, because I, of the, the brutality of I it. I completely kind of. agree. I I wanted to come out of this show uh, being excited about people I didn't really know about. Yeah, and that's and what although we And we, we have seen Jao before. Yeah. Um, Ruas. If I came out of this show going like, oh, Adam Cole, Akira Tozawa, and Matt Riddle, Gulak stole the show. Right. I'd be a bit... I think I'd be disappointed because... The other guys didn't do it. It's an evolved show, and that's what I wanted to get excited about. Sure. And I enjoyed the the NXT matches that were on the show, but I thought the the four-way was a lot of fun. I Mm -hmm. thought the tag match was really, really fun. And but yeah, I I'm completely with you. My match of the night was that sort of MMA style. Yeah, this definitely would entice a lot of people to go watch more Evolve. Like definitely, I would say so. So go watch more Evolve if you liked this show. If you watch this show, okay. But let's go now to feedback forum.postwrestling.com is where all John and Way post all their forums and feedbacks and all that stuff. And that's where we post every Wednesday night for NXT. For up next every Thursday, however, let's see if anyone actually watched this show. Yeah. Did anyone watch this show other than us? Let's go see. Uh, go for it. 
We start off with Terry from Colorado. I watched the show based solely on the episode of The Wrestlers, where they focused on Evolve. Oh, The Wrestlers, the documentary with Damien Abraham, a friend of post-wrestling, believe it or not. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, Terry watched this show based on episode one of The Wrestlers, where they focused on Evolve. He'd never watched the product before. He goes, I was really impressed with some of the talent on the show. While the standout matches featured guys from NXT and 205, I still enjoyed the show. Austin Theory is a star in the waiting. Was also very impressed with Shotzi Blackheart. That dive into the chairs had me screaming out, holy shit. Yeah, I literally did scream. I, I remember being like, oh man. I, I remember kind of laughing too, because just she went flying into these chairs. But yeah. Um, and then, look who, look who messaged us here. Jesse from The Six. I had never watched Evolve before. Here are my takeaways. Favorite match, Ruas versus Henry. Austin Theory clearly has it. What the fuck is Harlem Bravado's gimmick? I hope Ruff doesn't kill himself. Dude's got to take it down a notch. And Shotzi Blackheart, bless her black heart, but maybe work a little bit more on the fundamentals of wrestling before she goes diving into piles of chairs. But I'm not a worker. What do I know? Question for Brayden. Do you have any thoughts on Brandy Lauren? Yes, uh, here in Toronto, Buffalo is, is not known for a lot of things. But well, I'd you know say, what? listen to Braden talk about Io Shirai for about 15 <laughs> minutes on this week's Up Next and just change the name to Brandy Lauren. I think, am I right? No, she has nothing on Io. Okay, okay. How dare you slander the greatest women's wrestler of all time, Io Shirai, the dark lotus Io Shirai. Hey, your ears, Kyrie. Yeah, yeah Kyrie. <laughs> sorry, Kyrie, it's not happening. He has a question for you, Dragon Dave. What are you going to eat? Oh man, yeah, I'm yeah, hungry, aren't I? Eaten. I still haven't eaten. Oh, you should probably um, get on that. I'll, I'll fix that Just up. drink more. Eating's cheating, bro. Yeah, I'll probably, prob- I'll probably go to the Owl and get some Bulgogi. The Owl, yeah, that's it. And then finish the G1. Well, that's it, because no one else clearly watched Evolve, and no one else left feedback We did for this us. just for ourselves. Yeah, I guess. No, we did this for you, and if you're listening, thank you for listening. You can listen to Up Next every Thursday. We put it up on Post Wrestling on any uh, podcast app that you use, Spotify, all that. Uh, what's our YouTube channel? You can find us on YouTube on BDE Official. You uh, can also buy our Pro Wrestling t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com slash up next. And SummerSlam weekend in the six, you can find us the NXT TakeOver Tailgate wide open in Toronto from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. in Toronto. Come for our live Q&A. We're doing a watch-along of Gargano versus Almas. We're going to be playing wrestling themes. We're going to have wrestling drinks. It's going to be crazy. You can get your tickets for only like seven or eight bucks at postwrestling.com slash NXT tailgate. And I can't wait. If you are coming to Toronto for SummerSlam weekend and you're going to NXT TakeOver, this is a must. This is a party. Come party with the Braden David experience so please come and party with us because i'm i'm super looking forward to that. i'm really this excited SummerSlam be, weekend is gonna be nuts so it's definitely. getting closer and closer and yeah i'm super excited for it so come that and enjoy a panama city sunrise we'll also have uh, a mario kart tournament which i mean don't even bother showing up for that because i'll just wash you luigi number one uh and that's that's it you can follow us on our socials on twitter and instagram i am at the bray d and i am at davy 
Portman. And uh, again, listen to us every Thursday and uh, listen to all the stuff John and Way are doing. Man, they are working hard this cruel, cruel summer. Oh man, yes. Yeah. Sign up to the to the post-wrestling Patreon. This yeah. is the best month to hop on. Definitely. They're doing a review for every single G1 every show. Single, every single show. I don't know how they're doing it. They're legends. I, I'm worried about how I can even just watch every G1 show. And I want to watch every G1 right. show. They're watching it and talking about it for you. So sign up to the post-wrestling Patreon. I'm thinking of watching the G1, but I'm also just thinking of re-watching Io Shirai's heel turn just over and over again. Yep. Just thinking of doing that instead this summer. Sure. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, so again, thank you for listening, and uh, everything evolves. Just remember that. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. Ahoy! First time in a long time. But back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. 